Phil Nark, I think you're being a little hard on the teasers. Shut up, Dad! All right, and welcome to Leave It to Teasers. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the new movie trailers and movie teasers that have been released, and um, we'll give you a little bit of insight as to what they are, what you should be looking, and afterwards we're going to discuss our favorite ones that came out. Normally we do a tale of two trailers, but this is just, there have been so many, like an exceptionally large amount of trailers have come out just this month, and there's a lot of, I mean, we're kind of hitting that time of the year because it's right before the summer blockbuster season, so we're getting a lot of new trailers, and they're exciting, they're new. Ignore that. <laughs> so uh, we're not ending. Uh, so so which which trailer should we start with? Which teaser? Um, why don't we jump into uh, the new one that brings us back to the world of Harry Potter, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. This looks really, really good. I'm excited to see another Harry Potter movie, and this comes from the mind of J.K. Rowling, so we don't have to worry about, like... Um, no dip in quality. Right, exactly. Brainchild. Um, yeah, I, I think it looks absolutely fantastic. It feels like the same tone, and that wasn't meant to be a play on the title. <laughs> I just want to be clear. But it really um, feels true to the prior movies. It doesn't feel out of place or like it's tacked on. Uh, I, I really like the feel of it. That it's set in the, what, like, turn of the century New York is an interesting uh, environment. Yeah. That Colin Farrell is in it is, he's, when he's in something, I'm interested. Mm. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, he's, he's a good actor. Also, it's cool to see, I, I agree with you, Corey, that it, it feels good and it has the same feel, but at the same time, I can tell that it's going to be different. I yeah. can tell that they're doing something a little different and something a little bit new. And, uh, yeah, I just it looks like it's going to fit right in. So that one's looking very positive. I'm excited about that movie for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, um, for anyone that has not seen it yet, go check it out. Um, it is about – there's a book in the Harry Potter series, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and it's basically the story about the person who made it. Uh, so you get to see um, a lot of different creatures and how he's kind of special – in that world this uh, specific character yeah, yeah um there's also a newer trailer that they released so there was the yeah. original one that was definitely just a teaser but there's a newer one that's a, that has a lot more far more in depth yeah um okay so moving on we also have the suicide squad blitz trailer um apparently they really like the 80s <laughs> music 80s movies yeah or music yeah uh this one I mean, it's more of the same. These trailers have looked good from the start. I'm excited about this movie. I'm excited mm. with what it's doing. Um, the only reason I have any qualms of of its quality and how excited I am about it is simply because DC just has been struggling yeah. with the tone and the overall feel of their movies. And this one really looks good. So I'm, I'm totally ready to be on board and psyched and love it. Um, and, and this one definitely, I mean, this one being an ensemble movie and a very impressive ensemble, uh, I'm pretty comfortable with it. I think Margot Robbie as Harlequin is pretty perfect. And this new Joker looks interesting and we're going to see a little more of what I really liked about the new Batman from the Batman v Superman movie. And we're going to have a little Batman in this movie. So I, I'm definitely excited about this one. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, we're going to be getting, um, very new world especially in the rogues gallery and villains and uh, Jared Leto I really like I think he's a fantastic yeah. actor and seeing his take on the Joker will be really interesting 
I'm going to predict a uh, 75% Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Ooh. nice. That's a good Ooh. prediction. What do, you, what do you say box office uh, between Fantastical Beasts and Suicide Squad? Well, yeah, the Harry Potter, that those movies cleaned up at the box office. And it's in the same world, but it doesn't have Harry Potter in it. So I'm going to put my money on the Suicide Squad. Oh, really? I, interesting. I, I think Harry Potter will pull in a little bit more, but that'll be that's a tough one. It'll be cool to see. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. We'll make note of that, and then uh, we'll come back to it, see how good Tim is. Okay, so moving on, uh, there was a newer Ninja Turtles one, the Michael Bay-produced property, uh, where we got to see Krang, which, if you listen back to FilmNark when they released a trailer for Ninja Turtles, we talked about it on Tale of Two trailers with... Um, uh, Tarzan as well. Yeah. And yeah. I predicted that the spaceships were from Dimension X and that Krang would be in the movie. So I'm just saying. You yeah, know, you totally a, called that. It was a good call. Um, but yeah, super excited for this movie still. Fred Armisen will be the voice of Krang, which I think is fantastic. Uh, it's a pretty straightforward Ninja Turtles movie. Not really a whole lot to go in depth for, except it's my toy box coming to life, which is awesome. I'm just excited about this because I think the first one, the biggest problem was the enemies. Uh, like, Shredder was too much like a Transformer, yeah. and he was the only main enemy. This one, we're gonna it's going to be way more dynamic. We're going to have a much better cast of villains to deal with, and I yeah, think it's Bebop going to be... Bebop and Rocksteady. Bebop and Rocksteady so are going to... They're going to bring awesome. that personality to the movie that a Ninja Turtles movie needs more of, is yeah. that lightheartedness. You can't take a human slash rhino hippo, like, evil combo. You can't yeah. take that too seriously. No, so. and it looks like they're not. I mean, uh, what's great was when we were done watching the first movie and we liked it more than we thought it would. Yeah. Leaving the theater, we are like, what would we have to see in a sequel... And I said they need Bebop and Rocksteady because they've never done that in a movie, and I would love to see it. And then I believe you said you want to see Casey Jones, which they did both of those things for this movie, right? which is pretty outstanding. Yeah. They, they were listening. They were listening. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're, get, we're getting what we want with this one. Thank so. you, Michael Bay. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right, uh, moving on. Uh, BFG, the classic book brought to life by Steven Spielberg. Um I loved this book when I was a kid. I'm so excited for this movie, and the new trailer looks fantastic. It looks a little bit Where the Wild Things Are-esque. It looks really good. I have intimate memories that are very close to my heart of being read and reading the BFG together in school mm. uh, and uh, in class, and I really enjoyed the book, and the movie just... it they, they totally captured the big friendly giant, and the visuals look very interesting. It looks like it's going to be a movie that you'll want to see in theaters. Yeah. Um, and it, I'm, I'm really excited about this one as well. Tim, were you familiar with the BFG at all? I'm familiar with the cover art, which I've seen oh. repeatedly. It's etched into my brain, but nothing beyond that. Oh, okay. So you never read the book as a kid or? Never. Anything? Okay. I could, I, I, I could probably say it's better than the movie. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll <laughs> I, I will say uh, I feel like Steven Spielberg will be making movies until he's 90. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that dude's not going to stop. Especially with the new Indiana Jones that's going to be coming yeah. out. What did you think of the BFG trailer, Tim? I enjoyed it. And I liked towards the end where they had the big giants. And that BFG, what took it to the next level, Chris and I were discussing earlier, was the fact that BFG seems like it's got a lot of humanity in him. Yeah. Could, could reach a, a, have a pretty good depth to the film. Yep. He's a good man, that BFG. He's yes, big, he friendly, 
And, and he's also a giant, yes, believe it or not. Um, all right. Uh, now, this movie I'm really interested in, uh, Elstree 1976. It's a documentary. Um, watch the trailer. It's really interesting. It's about the original Star Wars, and it's not about like how they made the movie. It's not about the main stars of the movie. It's about the extras. Apparently, they follow 10 people and how that impacted their life and what it was like walking into basically a freak show of an unexperienced director doing something completely different in movies. What were you guys' thoughts on that one? It, it really it really struck me. It seems like it's much more about getting into the feel, the way it felt to be on set, and the way it felt. I think everyone knew that it was something special, but it was also something <clears throat> very strange. And so it's cool to see kind of the direction they're going with it. I think there could be a lot of different documentaries made about the original Star Wars yeah. trilogy and what it did for movies in general. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's something that uh, a lot of people are interested in seeing, especially now that we're getting another Star Wars boom in the movie media and films. So thank goodness. Yeah. So uh, I think I think this isn't overdoing it. <clears throat> I think a documentary is not going to um, add to the Star Wars hype, but is rather just going to play upon it and really be um, uh, something that I think we can all enjoy. So I'm looking forward to it. Tim, your thoughts? Yeah, well, it's an unexplored part of something that's affected all of us, and following the people that you don't that you know of, but you don't really know mm. that that that's a it can provide a an, perhaps an interesting commentary on ambition as well, because these folks all of a sudden one guy shows up to work or shows up with his brother, I think it was, and then George Lucas says to him, "Hey, you want to put on this Boba Fett hat?" And all of a sudden he's <laughs> part of American culture and world court culture lexicon. So. Yeah, and you know that's all Boba Fett did really is just wear a hat and some Fly scenes around. and then get knocked out by a blind Han Solo. Just sad, sad character. Um, Alright, moving on. Uh, Magnificent Seven. A uh, uh, trailer for that just came out which <laughs> looks pretty interesting. I think it looks really good. I love, I love Chris Pratt. I love nice. Denzel Washington, and yeah. I'm always excited to see more Chris Pratt. Yeah, I think Chris Pratt needs to be careful because he's really blowing up right now, and we don't—he doesn't want to get overexposed. So Pace I think it's yourself. good that he's in another ensemble movie. He's not going to have to carry this mm. movie. It looks like Denzel is a little bit more of the lead, mm. and he's taken more of a character role. Um, I'm really excited to to see this story told again in another way. Um, uh, I really enjoy. I've seen the original samurai version, and I've seen the the uh, American seven original. Seven samurai. Uh, yeah, and I've seen the American Magnificent Seven version. So um, this newer version of that take, I think it looks really good. I think it looks cool. I'm. Uh, I think the last real cowboy movie we've had was Three Ten to Yuma. That really. Well, Django and Chains. Would you count that? a Tarantino movie. Yeah, that's a Tarantino movie more than it is a western. I that's would fair. Say. But um I I think I think we're ready for more. I yeah. I think uh, it's good. Eight. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Yes, that's another Tarantino but that's much more <laughs> of a western yeah. than um than Django Unchained at least. I'm curious if they'll have any like Denzel is a black man newsflash. Um so I'm curious what? if cuz it's set like, you know, the old time. timey days, you know, yeah, the old timey days. Where it's like, "Hey, do everything for me and live in subservience 
So I'm curious if, if there will be some form of a... Well-spoken. Some depth there. Yeah. Or if it'll just be its own unique world, and that could be interesting as well. Yeah. I doubt they'll ignore it. They might have a couple a couple sentences in dialogue regarding the fact that he is a man of color. But, I mean, there were free black men in those times as well. So yeah. uh, he's definitely going to be a dynamic character <laughs> to pay attention to. Okay, so uh, we're I'm gonna... glad that they're doing that. They're uh, Chris Pratt and Denzel can like have a bit of a buddy movie. Yeah, I, I feel th- exactly be the same. Interesting. It's, it's going to see them play off of each other. It will be very interesting. Okay, so moving on, new X Men Apocalypse final trailer, which has a big kind of spoiler at the end. So if you haven't watched the trailer and want to keep out of any story things, just whatever. But uh, it's uh, not really a spoiler. They've been hinting to the fact that they're going to have Wolverine in it for yeah. a while. Um, and they finally revealed that, and it was kind of fun that they revealed it at the end of the final trailer. Uh, the final trailer is great. I've liked all the trailers, but definitely mm. the more recent ones, we've seen a little bit more of Apocalypse, and he's yeah. kind of coming into character, and, and he looks better. And you get he, to see the size of the right. s- the scale of destruction that's and happening. And the scale of his power. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be cool to really see the X-Men be tested. And after Days of Future Past, and that just did really well, I mean, we had those scenes with Quicksilver that yeah. were awesome i'm really excited to see um another x-men movie i think i think they've they've done an incredible job with that bringing that franchise kind of back from the dead because after x-men 2 and 3 it was really starting to um kind of die down so these newer movies have really gotten me excited and this new one looks great do not sleep on this movie i think it could be a huge hit yeah i think it's going to be gigantic i mean i love the marketing that they did for it is they sold it on its own right for people and anyone who was left behind kind of like oh you know yeah maybe i'll check it out throwing in the wolverine tease at the end is basically going to wrap up anyone else that was hesitant about the movie but it was crucial that they sold the movie on its own right in these first in this new trilogy that they're doing and they're like yes we know you're used to hugh jackman and everything that was done before but this is a new cast these are the new characters everyone's really liking it and you will continue to like these new characters and then at the very end cherry on top with the little snick what was the Days of Future Past? That was that was an excellent movie. I yeah. watched it on my laptop in the dark of night, and it blew me away. Um, I, if, question: Wasn't it seemed like Wolverine was kind of the guiding? He was the main character. I mean, obviously it's an ensemble film. Yeah. But he was kind of like you go back in time, and it's Wolverine the same age because he doesn't age you you as an audience member experienced the movie kind of along with wolverine uh and he definitely is given one of the primary but it also it it totally fits logically since he doesn't really age and so he has he in the original comics that's kind of what they did although it was another mutant that sent him through instead of uh i think oh yeah that's that's also that's also the the great genius behind making him the history teacher at the school is Mm. that he (laughs) he really has been alive through history yeah and um so yeah multiple history yes (laughs) yeah that's true yeah Um, yeah different timelines so i'm really hoping with bringing him into this one we're gonna see a, a more raw wolverine I'm hoping. I mean, they're going to do a Wolverine movie that's rated R, and he deserves that. But still, okay. So why don't we go into uh, the new trailers that stood out the most to us? Tim, would you like to go first? What's your trailer highlight? Oh yes, I'm so glad you asked me, Corey Painter. <laughs> uh, I mean, just Corey. We don't go by full names here. Um, anyway, 
What uh, the I would hell say are you talking about <laughs> Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man. Yes. Because Controversial movie. It's so it's such a wacky premise that is actually <laughs> it's like I found myself just naturally laughing out loud and but then also feeling like I don't know, like the bond that this maybe dead guy and this like maroon guy who's probably going to die maybe like I don't know. The words that I'm searching for and, escape me, but can be found. And it's a farting dead trailer. Daniel Radcliffe. And he farts. And yeah. it's funny. And it's Daniel Radcliffe. It Harry definitely Potter. it it's catches your attention because there's a farting corpse in like it's the very beginning so of the trailer. Unique. But as it carries on, it really is like there's a feel and there's a tone and there's there's something going on and you have to be aware of of uh you know um uh dang it. <laughs> um, you have to be aware of like PTSD and mm. what this guy might be thinking and going yeah. through, and uh, um, it's just it looks really pretty amazing to see him um, it, to see the path that, and the, the the journey that he might be taking with this corpse and kind of the way imagination uh, is playing. Also, it seems like a movie that v- very may likely play with the idea of you have no idea what what's actually happening and what this guy perceives to be happening so yeah it looks really good all right and uh i'll i'll go to my choice which is uh rogue one a star wars story where we're diving into the past a little bit and seeing how princess leia and uh the rebellion got the plans to destroy the first death star now there's a few things that have been out there that we know um it looks like darth vader will be in the movie it's not officially official but james earl jones will be doing the voice um, they made a couple different outfits for it. Uh, one of them is a stunt outfit, and rumors have been abound that we're going to see Darth Vader really go off in this movie and see him take some people down. But in the trailer itself, you get a new character, which she looks great. You get a kind of band of misfits together. And the one thing that stands out to me is something I've always wanted to see since Empire Strikes Back is those big AT-AT walkers utilized in a wide-open battlefield with people just running around. That is one of the most intense scenes in a trailer I've seen, and I literally, like, fan out loud cheered when I saw it. Like, that, it looks like a great new chapter to deepen the story. It's supposed to be much more battle and war-heavy. Uh, and it's Battlefront, the movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I like I like this new, another strong female lead, mm. and I like... Um, I like the whole I'm a rebel. I like that yeah. idea. And I almost like how I rebel. W- she's almost like at a kind of like a job interview yeah. you know, when she's talking to the rebellion. And I thought I thought everything looked cool. Um, we we might see some Darth Vader in his prime here, mm. you know, and so all of those things and just another Star Wars. The uh, 70s technology in a Star Wars world or 70s like kind of a fashion of future. <laughs> yeah. It, that, that when I, I when I watched it, I was like that's awesome. Like we're going to be revisiting this world and it's yeah. quirkiness, but still through the lens, obviously made by modern filmmakers. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know that Darth Vader was going to be in it until just now. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah. No, in the uh, teaser, if you listen carefully, you hear the, I think it's the exhale of Darth Vader as it shows her in the black armor. And it's like, but uh, when it shows her in that tunnel, yeah. and apparently Mads Mikkelsen, what's his name? Yeah. Is that right? Mads okay, Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, his character, a lot of people were thinking it was Tarkin, that's standing there in the white that uh, looks like he's part of the Empire. He actually let slip in an interview, spoiler alert, 
that uh, the girl, um, Jin Erso, do you guys want to know this? Well, is it like the ending? You didn't no. hear this from us. No, this is an ending. But so, quick spoiler: uh, it's um, his daughter. His huh. character's daughter. Yeah. Okay. So, there's going to be a relationship between the big bad guy and the leader of this rogue uh, team. Rogue unit. Yeah. That, that's what like so much of the emotional resonance and therefore movie resonance of the Star Wars trilogy is based on. Like, yeah, is the father child dynamic Water, yeah the familial so that makes that makes sense we're going to be getting a new star wars movie for the next five years and i don't know anybody who's not excited about no, that no i'm and, totally excited and so rogue one still waiting for my max rebo movie yeah but uh rogue one looks great and we're excited so chris um my pick is doctor strange good choice uh, it's bounced around but this is a marvel movie that really looks like they're going in another direction uh, it looks like a cool genre to take them like superhero story through i like the character arc i'm excited to see benedict cumberbatch as a superhero mm. um dr strange if you know anything about the comics uh it's it's something that can get very very large um yes. very huge world saving battles with just one guy which i think we're lacking we've seen a lot of these ensembles mm. i think it'll be nice to see just a standalone again and they it, just opened up storylines by including Doctor Strange for years to come. Right. And and he um the the trailer has a nice inception y feel to it. There look it looks like there's gonna be a lot of cool visuals involved. I really like the part where Tilda Swinton basically force pushes his soul out of his body. Yeah. So we're gonna see different dimensions and and um and those ideas behind it. And this is going to be the first movie where there's officially magic. Yeah. And it is magic. There's no scientific like explanation, but it's actually magic. So I'm really excited about it, and I'm excited to see another Marvel movie in in and uh, with a new take. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people were upset about Tilda Wheaton, whatever <laughs> Swinton Swinton uh, about her Sweet. casting because it was originally a male in that an role, old in the Asian comics, man, an old Asian man, and so they're upset that she's in it. Look, guys. They change stuff all the time in these movies. Like, even all of the other Marvel movies, things are changed. People do all this stuff. Stop thinking it's some sort of sexist thing where they're trying to put women into movies and male roles just to try to make it even and balanced. It's friggin' ridiculous, and you need to get over all that bull crap. It's a friggin' movie. Move on with your life, or I'll burn your face off with if, a sword. If Van Gogh or Pablo Picasso painted all white people you wouldn't claim that they're a racist it's a it's a work of art you you paint what you want obviously it's not exactly the same but they they are making a movie and that movie is going to be a work of art you need to you need to cast the best artist for uh and here's the deal it's not just um it's cool that she's female but uh apparently a lot of it has to do with the chinese box office and they they're with tibet trying to be free right now um they didn't want to incur any wrath from that section of the world in uh, and so apparently that was heavily considered in the casting and that ha- is heavily part of why it's not an asian character yeah. or an asian actor so i i just feel like it it's okay to be a fan of something it's okay to be upset about something but don't turn it into something ridiculous without knowing what you're talking about right saying that this is you know, hatred for Asians is is the same as saying that Daredevil was sexist. It's just not true. These things are far more complicated. It's no, Jessica Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's for all the Narkians out there. Um, 
All right, so that's going to wrap it up for that. And now we're going to enter into a take two, which would be uh, a survey came out, not a survey, a list came out online that I came across and it infuriated me. Yeah, IGN has a list of the top 25 Disney movies ever. And Disney songs or Disney songs, excuse me. Yeah, top 10, 25, top 25 Disney songs ever. And Corey showed it to me, and we both immediately just felt like there are a lot of songs missing. Yeah, um, and a we, lot of songs in the wrong spot. Right, and we just felt very confident that we could make a better list. So let's rain off their list, and then we'll go through ours. Okay, so we're going to start with IGN's top 25, okay? Number 25 for best Disney songs is Go the Distance with Hercules. Great song. Very good song. Uh, number 24, Eye to Eye from the Goofy movie. And if a lot of you out there are wondering what that song is, so did we. Yeah, us too. Not very good. No, uh, it's a terrible choice to put on the list. Not as far as like classic Disney songs. Yeah, I mean, the Goofy movie's great, but come on, when you think Disney songs, are you really thinking of Eye to Eye from the Goofy movie? Um, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat at number 23 from the Aristocats. Should be a lot lower on the list. Yeah, well, higher technically. Closer to one. Yeah. Um, Number 22, Beauty and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. It's good. Yeah, it's it's fair. That's a great song. It's a great song and it deserves on the list. Um, Number 21, Man Out of You from Mulan. Chris feels very strongly that that is in the wrong spot. Um, Number 20, Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. Uh, number 20, or wait, I already said that, uh, 19, What's This from Nightmare Before Christmas. And we just kind of thought, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, when you say best Disney songs, you don't really think of Nightmare Before Christmas as a Disney movie. And it has great songs, but they, um, what makes that movie so special and so great are, are not really the songs, but more the feel and the tone. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah. I adore Nightmare Before Christmas, but I feel like this should just be off of the list completely. Right. Um, number 18, Akuna Matata from Lion King. Uh, number 17, You Can Fly from Peter Pan. Number 16, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo from Cinderella. 15, Kiss the Girl from Little Mermaid. Number Kiss the girl. Yes. <laughs> number 14, He's a Tramp from Lady and the Tramp. Great song. Uh, number 13, You'll Be in My Heart from Tarzan. Uh, 12, I Just Can't Wait to Be King from The Lion King. Number 11, Under the Sea, Little Mermaid. Number 10, uh, Someday My Prince Will Come from Snow White. Someday my prince <laughs> will come. <laughs> number 9, Party Your World, Little Mermaid. Number eight, Want to Be Like You from The Jungle Book. Great song. Number seven, You Got a Friend in Me from The Toy Story, which that, again, if I went up to you and started singing songs from Toy Story, you wouldn't be like, oh, great Disney movie. You'd think Pixar. Um, And when you think great Disney songs, I don't think you're going to pull out a song that could just be a random Randy Newman song on a CD as a great Disney movie song. Um, Number six, Bare Necessities from The Jungle Book. Number five, Circle of Life, Lion King. Number four, Be Our Guest, Beauty and the Beast. Number three, Let It Go from Frozen. Number two, When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio. And number one, A Whole New World from Aladdin. Okay, so some of these we really agree with, some we very much disagree with, and other ones we think are pretty dead on. Uh, We did a couple things with our list. Um, There are some movies that we decided to just choose one. Right. We we tried to do um, a little bit less movie repetition as far as songs from movies. Mm. Uh, a little bit less. I think the I think the one that's on there the most is probably Little Mermaid, and that's yeah. because so many of those songs are just so iconic. They're, 
they're just fantastic. Um, but we we changed up the order, and then we included a lot of songs that weren't on there that we felt strongly like. Yes. There's nothing about there's nothing from Pocahontas on that list, and we thought Ridiculous. that was kind of yeah, just completely nonsense. So okay, so this is the official top twenty five songs from Disney, the film narc list. Yes, number twenty five. A very merry birthday from me to me to you. Um, from Alice in Wonderland, a great song, great Disney movie, so wacky. Alice in Wonderland has such a great following. They're making new movies of it. How Merry Unbirthday, which is Dude, such a great... And the Happy Unbirthday song, like, not only is that, like, a really interesting part of the madness. movie, but... Like I tell people sometimes, and that's carried on in my life a little bit. Is like, oh, happy unbirthday! I just love the idea of yeah. celebrating every day other than your birthday. And once again, we chose a lot of songs that drive the plot and the feel of the movie. Yes. Instead of just being like a song in the movie that could be anywhere. Um, number twenty-four, uh, "Friend Like Me" from Aladdin. Amazing that this wasn't on the other list. It's one of the top songs on Aladdin. And honestly, probably should be a little bit higher up, but we wanted to make sure other songs got the their genie, due. The genie. I remember as a young boy watching the genie on screen and just his energy was like... Outstanding. It's Robin Williams being Robin Williams. <laughs> it's something that just always, it never left. Like once I saw that, I always had that... It that. really sticks with it, me. It's a perfect character for Robin Williams because he does so many different voices and a genie can be so many different people. Yeah. But that song really encompasses and kind of captures that uh, that magic that he brought to that role. So it's yeah. definitely, it definitely needs to be on the list. Um, number 23 on the Film Narc Top 25 Disney songs. On the Film Narc Top 25 Tonight. Disney songs. Here on. Coming in at number 23, we have Sleeping Beauty, Once Upon a Dream. I know you. I walked, walked with you once upon a dream. Just a good song. Just a good song from Disney. Classic. Familiar a gleam. Uh, anyway, uh, number number twenty-two on the top twenty-five. I'm gonna stop doing that. It's gonna take forever. Um, Oliver and Company. Why should I worry? Why, Why should, should I, I care? care? Um, I got street sidewalk. Um, yes. That's just such a great. That's a song I jam in my car on my yeah, own. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed we didn't fit that in higher up. Yeah, but, uh, it's a it's a fabulous that, song. That's a great one. The dog with the sunglasses. Yeah. All right. So 21, Beauty and the Beast with the song Beauty and the Beast, mm. which great story. Angela Lansbury super nervous about singing that song. She wanted to make sure that she was the right person to do it and like nailed it first take. Mm-hmm. So and there's fantastic. so much of her character in the way that she sings yeah. it, and um, and she solved a mystery at the same Mrs. time. Mrs. Potts is is the heart and soul of that yeah. of the of the of the household inanimate she's, object she's characters. Bringing the love, bringing the love. Um, all right, number twenty. Uh, we decided to go with Tarzan, but not the one on the other list. Strangers like me. Once again, um, you'll be in my heart. It's just kind of like a song in Tarzan. While Strangers Like Me really progresses the story and gives you an idea of where Tarzan's at, what he's thinking, through music, which is something great Disney does. And, and I think it it's also a better showcase of what Phil Collins did as yeah. the songwriter and, and maker of that, of that soundtrack. Can you show me? I want to know about these strangers like me. And coming in at number 19, Cinderella with Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo. Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo. 
We felt like that song is very iconic and connected to Disney. Uh, but we put it a little, you know, a little midway. Yeah. Uh, number 18, uh, I, I fought to get this movie higher up on the list, and I'm so glad we landed at 18. Hercules, Go the Distance. What a great, once again, propels the story, gives you insight into the character of Hercules and where he's at emotionally, and I will find my way. I, I will go, go the, the distance. distance. Like, it's a great song. Um, number 17, which was left off the other list, and in my opinion, the best song from the movie, Lion King, Be Prepared. Be prepared. Scar's, Scar's delivery and just the wordplay in it and how he's explaining what he's going to do and the manipulation that's taking place and the dictator Hitler imagery along with it. It is such a striking scene and such a rem- memorable song. Like, why is that not on the other list? I don't know. But moving on to number 16... Uh, from the movie Tangled, which is full of great songs, but we decided to only go with one from this movie, uh, which was I Have a Dream. It's just that classic Disney happy, get this, you going. This sets up the entire heart and soul, be- like yeah. the whole heart behind this movie of, of having a dream and really going out there and risking something for what you really want and um, having the bravery to do that. And it's so cute. It's so funny with all these villains who sing the song along with her. But I always really, uh, what I really, really like about that scene in particular is the fact that they're in a very dangerous place and she makes the best of it by being herself and just, you know, being honest with everyone. So I really like that aspect of that song as well. All right. And now we are jumping into the top 15. The Film Narc Top 15 is brought to you by Bear Milk. Mmm, this is legendary. Rawr! Number 15, Mulan. <laughs> make a man out of you. I made myself laugh about Didn't we that. already do Make a Man Out of You? No, we haven't. It was on the other list. Oh, that's right. You talked about it on the other uh, list. Yeah, this one, there have been so many times where I sang this song, just shouted at the top of my lungs with a bunch of buddies in the car. Plastic surgeons love this song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! It's, well, it's like the opposite of uh, what, whatever. Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> Can this please be operating music for some in a <laughs> surgery room? I'll make a man out of you. Anyway, no, it's a it's a great song. I really like the reflection song from Mulan. I think that one does a lot more for me in terms of like giving you an idea of the character and her frame of mind. But Man Out of You is great, and the singing's fantastic. It's it, it deserves where it is. Um, number 14, uh, everybody wants to be a cat. We moved this one up a lot because this is a friggin' jam. If you remember this scene in the movie, it's so much fun. It just sucks you into this party. So jazzy. And they're all just like a bunch of cool cats, man, singing a song. And then they just start rocking out and break five levels of a house and like wind up in the basement. Down on the floor. Yeah. yeah. And And I love... I, I really do want to be a cat, so I could not agree with this this song more. Yeah, Chris throws up on his table all the time and I lick my hand and I lick the back of my hand and use it to, to shower. All right, and coming up next, uh number thirteen, hundred and one Dalmatians with Cruella Deville. Cruella Deville. This is just a good song. Again, great yeah. description of a character. Give you some background so you don't have to see a lot of the villain beforehand to really 
get to know like oh little bad lady yeah i love that Cruella. you're actually that's a good point you're introduced to Cruella developed by that song mm-hmm. um so number 12 uh little mermaid kiss the girl tim take it away kiss the girl Sha-la-la-la-la-la, don't be shy yeah. yeah so i i like that one well i like okay just a con- little 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 ditty on a little mermaid the heart and soul of uh, the hero's journey as told by you know, a woman as a young boy. As a young boy? Did you just say what? a woman as a young boy? But there, there's more here. As a young boy, it was illuminating and inspiring. Oh, okay. I Okay, I get you. So this movie about a young girl and a coming-of-age story about her affected you even as a young boy. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a universal story. Okay, there's, there's a lot to get from it. Like you just you don't know how much you're learning while you're watching. That makes so, so much, much more sense of what you originally <laughs> said. <laughs> Let me just stop here before it makes any sense. Um, all right. Uh, so that was number twelve. Kiss the girl. On to number eleven, from Snow White. Um, we went with Hi Ho. How could you not do Hi Ho? Hi Ho is other... way better, way more iconic, Hi-ho. and and Hi-ho. as high and and sweet as Snow White's voice was, it wasn't that pleasant to hear in song version. Yeah, that... and so I always felt like Hi Ho was a much better song, and I'm and dreaming. yeah, and and completes like <laughs> collects the movie and the idea of the movie much better as well. Um. All right, so moving on to number 10. We are in the top 10. The top 10 is brought to you. Nah. Uh, uh, <laughs> You're still doing it. <laughs> the top 10. Uh, Lady and the Tramp. He's a tramp. Yeah, This, if you listen to this song, uh, it's just so jazzy and so great and totally fits in. But I love the background barking that the other dogs do. He's a tramp, but I love him. There's a very sad child in the background. Got her drink taken away from her. Yeah. But she's not a tramp. No, um, she's not. She had a But, job. yeah, I mean, that's just one of those songs. He's a Tramp is just so, once again, those jazzy Disney songs. And I could jam on that on the radio and uh, just be in love with it. I think that was, should be done. That was number 10. Okay. Number, so number nine, nine is number Hakuna nine. Matata from The Lion King. Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You can't argue the staying power of Akuna Matata. Uh, we we actually took some of Lion King songs out from the other list. Yeah, because there was like four. Yeah, I, Lion King is really <laughs> good, but they just overdid overdid the Lion King. Um, bunch of crap. Uh, bunch of jokers. Number eight is Let It Go from Frozen. We, garbage list. We didn't want to pre- pretend that this movie isn't really Spit really on good. Their grave. But I think people now need to realize the kind of staying power that all these classics have. And to take this new song and say that it's number three in the top 25 of all Disney songs, when there's at least 25 songs that have been around for 50 years that everyone loves, yeah. it's, it's just a little bit too soon. So, yeah. so we just moved it down to number eight. Uh, Want to Be Like You is number seven for us. Woo! Oh, be be like you. I wanna be like you. And we didn't do bare necessities. Uh, we decided to go with one song from Jungle Book, and I, honestly, that one sticks out the most. It's the funnest, like it's the oh. most fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number six is Under the Sea. 
Under the sea, which Under has some the of the sea. best lyrical wordplay. I mean, and just that whole so good. that whole party is that whole song is a party. And yeah. not only that, but when I always I'm wished, on land and I want to be under the sea. Just like I wanted to be a cat, I really wanted to live under the sea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, what do we got? A lot of sand. They have a hot crustacean band. Yes, they do. Uh, the bass plays the the bass plays the bass. The yeah. Bass plays the yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> number five, be our guest. And be our guest. Be our guest. Okay, the look. Service to the test. The candlestick, man. Tie the napkin round your neck, Sherry, and we'll provide. This is his time to shine, and oh, he was always he one of my favorite characters. Down in yeah. that song. Um, and that song is great. It's Life just amazing. Life is so unnerving for a servant who's, who's not, not serving. serving. Yes. Okay. Uh, Number four, Colors of the Wind. This one didn't even make nothing from Pocahontas. No, nothing list. from Pocahontas made Colors the Colors of the Wind is one of the greatest, like, how do you not? Are you kidding so, me? You don't, do you remember like, when Whitney Houston did a cover of that and it went, like, super duper top 100 Colors billion? of the Wind is, like, an explanation on how life should be lived by other people. Like, it is, it's, it touches everything. And it hits prejudice so hard before before it was so popular before it was cool to hit on prejudice. exactly <laughs> exactly um uh you think i'm an ignorant savage everything. um uh, i love it it's it's about empathy and understanding and stepping it's, into it's other people's fantastic. shoes and, and so when you get to this form when you get down to the top five these are not just the most iconic songs of all time but they're also um Songs that really mean a lot. Yeah. Um, so number three, we have part of that world. Part of your world. Uh, that's that's totally just anyone who's ever had a father and grown be. up can relate to this Where song. The people are uh, wanting something. I wanna see. Wanna, wanna see, see them dancing, dancing, walking along on those. What's what that word? Feet. <laughs> up where they walk. Up, up where they, they run. All right, yeah, everyone turned off this show now at this point. (laughs) And I can't blame you, but if you're still listening, you're a real fan. Number two. And I'm thinking of you. When you wish upon a star. Oh, Jiminy Cricket, Pinocchio, When You Wish Upon the Star. That song's so good, Disney uses it. As in their, their main like introduction to movies, the yes. brr, nur, 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 nur. like it's outstanding. It is an essential song and needs to be at the very top. And once again, we have this theme of of dreaming big and and making a wish and not being afraid. And that's why Disney is so good for kids because it's it's you know these songs are for kids, teaching them to dream big, and to wish upon a star. Tim. Fantastic. Well, I just wouldn't have a want to have a three foot long nose. Yeah, my nose is growing just thinking about this song. <laughs> and uh, number one, we left it the same. A whole new world. Yeah, uh, I mean, a whole new world. It's just. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> I know he's so demanding. A brand new he knows what he wants. Hold your breath, it gets better. Yeah, I mean. That's just so classic. That's just one of those songs that you'll break out into it in mid-sentence when talking to someone. 
Like, as soon as someone says, like, they want to travel or, oh, it's like a whole new world, like uh, any I'll sort of mention of a the lyric world. in the song, yeah, then <laughs> you break out into that. It's this, a great representation. This is, uh, I've got a magic carpet. One of the most out. romantic moments from any Disney movie yeah. as well. And, dude, yeah, show you the – this what what is at the crux and the heart of this song is that we can learn so much from other people. And uh, remember, there's everyone out there. They can show you a whole new world, so they're worth your time. The, the world is magic. Yeah, it absolutely is. That was beautiful, Tim. <laughs> you are a wizard of words. Aladdin inspires me. Uh, so that is our list. Um, yes, and for people who follow us on Instagram and uh, uh, and Facebook and all that kind of stuff, we sent out some questionnaires and said, hey, people, send us your questions, and we'll answer any one of them. So I'm just going to look up here real quick uh, and see what kind of questions you sent. Okay, just kind of uh, kind of scrolling, scrolling around. Okay. And uh, you know what? Um, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> there's no- not one thing. Not one thing was sent to us. Now, one question, like, I see you people liking our stuff, and I see you going in there, and I see you talking about All right, about so it, that is the show. No. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Film Narc at, uh, you know, filmnarc.com. Check us out. We have movie reviews. We have all kinds of stuff that you will be interested in. Uh, we're about to upgrade. Um, so, you know, we have more stuff coming. Um, I don't know if I've told you this before, but the smartest people in the history of the world wrote books. So read books. That's, that's all the lifeline you're going to get today. So, yeah. It's clearly a narwhal because it's the unicorn of whales. Corey has lost his mind. No, they didn't. So that's what you get. They absolutely didn't. What would the beluga say? We're not actually angry that you didn't ask any questions. I am so pissed off right now. We're just disappointed. (laughs) Milk was a bad choice. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. All right. That worked.